able to gather here and to hear your word, hear some songs of praise. We're so grateful for the opportunity every time we get a chance to come. We pray, God, that you would bless us this evening to say a word. We pray that you allow your Holy Spirit to come and teach us, and we pray that you bless us to learn. We thank you for all of your blessings and for everything you do for us. So please be with us now. Be with us and help us, strengthen us, guide us, cover us all with your blood. And we pray that everything we do, everything we say, we pray that we will give you the glory, give you the honor, and give you the praise. And it's through your son Christ we do pray. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be looking at the uh, book of John. We're going to be camping out in the book of the 12th chapter. And we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 8. And I'm not going to keep you long tonight. So John, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 8. I'll give you a few moments to look there. I'm going to be looking at three points tonight. I'm going to keep the lesson very simple. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. So John, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 8. It reads... Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Now let me halt for one moment. I'm hearing an echo. Do you guys hear an echo or is it just me? Okay, okay. There they made a supper and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with a fragrance of oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why wasn't this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you will have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now go back with me to the 12th chapter, verse 1. Let's look at verse 1. Then six days before the Passover. Now in Jerusalem, they were plotting and planning the death of our Savior, Jesus. But here in verse 1, you can see that while he was in Bethany, his friends were planning a party for him. But yet, it was going to be six days they were plotting and planning in Jerusalem when they were going to put him to death. But our Lord, our Savior, was there in Bethany at the house, and guess who was sitting at the table? Lazarus. The fellow who he had just raised from the dead was sitting at the table who Jesus had just raised from the dead over in chapter 11, was sitting at the table with Jesus reclining sitting at the table with Jesus. Now only the Lord can do something like that. 
Lazarus sitting at the table with Jesus, who was dead sitting there at the table. Verse 2, they made him a supper. Now only God can do that. Now can you imagine that? Reclining with Jesus, the Lord and the Savior. Stay with me there for a moment. But Lazarus, one of those who sat at the table with him. Now we hadn't even got to, we hadn't even got to any of the meat of the story yet. Can you imagine that Lazarus, who was dead, sitting at the table with Jesus, he was dead, a dead man, sitting at, a dead man sitting at the table with Jesus. Just, just that alone can just blow your mind away. And that's not even my first point yet, but just that, and I won't stay on that point too long, but just a dead man sitting with the Savior. And not only that, even six days before our Savior would die on the cross, six days before he would die on the cross, he's reclining at the table. Reclining at the table. Now, he's going to die here in a few moments. In a few more days, the Passover is going to happen. He's going to be dead. But he's able to recline at the table with his friends at the table, and he's going to be dead in a little bit. And he's now able to sit at the table with his friends and recline there for a while. Can you imagine that? Only God can do something like that. Amen? That just should take you away, just that by itself. When I was reading that verse... Just that alone just kind of messed me up. You know, you know, we don't have time. I could just preach on this, those two verses all night long. I can do what Paul did in the book of Acts, the, the, the second chapter, not, not, not just the second chapter, but I can do what Paul did in the book of Acts and just stay here all night long and just preach right there, but I won't do it because we can't stay here all night long. I'll move on and go ahead on to my other point. Move with me down to verse 3. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikered, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. Now that's my first point I want to touch on tonight. She used her gift. She broke the bottle, which is the title of my lesson. She broke the bottle. Now I'm just using that as an analogy. Now we know the point. She broke the bottle. She used the oil. And that's my key point right there. As Christians, we're walking around, and we all have the same type of oil. Amen? We all got something to use. We all got a gift. The thing is, is are we using our gift? It's a real simple lesson. I mean, I mean it's a real very simple lesson. The, the, the young lad in John, the sixth chapter, verses 9 through 4, the young lad who had who had a... a, a uh, a, a loaf of bread and two fish he just used his gift she just used her gift she, her gift was serving she had all she used it we have gift her gift she anointed the savior now I know the, the deep meaning and I know, the, I know the lesson right here I know she anointed our lord and our savior and that's great and I know that's the key but the other gift here is that, hey, you have something to use. Her gift here was all, and she used it. But we all have this same gift. 
whatever the gift may be. Verse 3 right here. Then Mary took a very costly, very costly oil of spikered, anointed the feet of Jesus. And we'll go a little bit more into detail, and I'm not going to get into the real detail of all this, that she anointed the, our Lord and Savior. She was the only one to anoint the Lord and Savior. We understand that point right there. But the key is that she broke her oil. She used it. And as Christians, I think sometimes we walk around and we all have the same oil. But are we breaking our bottle? Are we using it? Are we doing something? Are we serving? Are we trying to do something to use it? Are we serving? Because she was able to serve. It was a privilege for her to serve. She served. She used her gift. And we too have a gift. And whatever our gift may be. Now later on we find out that Martha's gift was serving. And we understand that Martha got upset later on in some of the other chapters. We understand that Mary would sit at the feet of Jesus and she would learn of his ways. But in this chapter right here in John the 12th chapter, she used the all to serve him, to anoint the Lord. And we know that she anointed the Lord and she served the Lord. And the key for us today is that, hey, we have the same gift. Now, we know she used oil there. But as you look further on, she used her gift, she broke the bottle, she served. One of my second points here is that, number two, she not only served, but as you read on here in verse 4, but one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, verse 5, said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? My second point is that, hey, she not only used the gift, but listen, serving is going to cost you something. That means she went above and beyond. Serving cost her something, and guess what? I know this oil cost 300 denarii, but when you go to serve, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you mostly everything that you may have. She not only used the gift, but it cost her something. Now, we know that he, he would steal out of the money box. We know he wasn't really concerned about the poor. But let me, let me make a strong point right here. And the point is this right here. We still have today the same spirit of Judas Iscariot still in the churches today. And what I mean by that. Judas the scariest spirits are still in the churches today who still say, hey, it costs the church too much for this program to work. We don't want to spend this kind of funds in the church today for this program to work. Or we don't want to do this to help somebody to do this in the church today. Or this costs too much money to do this this way today. That same spirit is still around today. When we don't want to go out and reach and do what we can do to help somebody today. That same steals Judith Iscariot is still saying the same thing that he said back then. It's going to cost you something. See, when you have to go beyond and above, when the Savior has done something for you, when he has taken away your sins, when he has given his life for you, you don't mind going above and beyond. 
When you know God has paid a price for you like he did for her, she didn't mind going above and beyond when she knew what God had done for her. When God has went above and beyond for you, you don't mind going above and beyond for him. It costs her something. I was talking with a brother a while ago, and we were talking about costs. And she's not only, even in the book of Luke, the seventh chapter, verses 36 through 5, we also find out she's not only the only one that anointed the feet of Jesus. The lady who showed up at the Pharisee house, the sinful lady who anointed the feet of Jesus, the different lady than this lady right here, who anointed the feet of Jesus, who Jesus had forgave of her sins, anointed the feet of Jesus. And he forgave her of all of her sins. When your sins have been forgiven, you don't mind paying the cost. You don't mind going above and beyond. When God has done what he did for this lady, and when God has done what he did for us in our lives, we don't mind going above and beyond. And that's what he did. The other point I wanted to make is that true worship, as you follow here, move on a little bit further down. In verse 5, why wasn't this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Verse 6, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and the money box and that he had and that it, and that the money box and that he used to take what was put in it verse 7 but he said let her alone she has kept this for the day of my burial and we know that was the key of the oil verse 8 for the poor you will have with you always but me you do not have always now later on in another of one of the other books i want to make a point here that true worship also would leave a fragrance because later on he said in one of the other books and one of the other gospel writers that this was going to be left as a memorial for her. My other point was basically right here that says that this was going to be left as a fragrance. True worship leaves a fragrance in the air. Matthew 26 and 13 said that it was going to be left as a memorial for her because of what she had done. True worship leaves a fragrance in the air. What we do what we do leaves that fragrance in the air when we do it from the heart. It continues to be a blessing. What she did leaves a fragrance in the air because of what she did would be left as a memorial to her. What we do for God leaves a fragrance in the air because of, because of the blessing it does. And what she did what she did left her fragrance in the air. True worship does that. Matthew 26 and 13 says it left a memorial for her. People know true worshipers. Matthew 25 and 44 says, Then they will also answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of these, the least of these, you did it, you did it to me. It leaves a fragrance in the air. It continues to be a blessing. And that's what she did. It leaves a fragrance in the air. 
it continues to be a blessing. She used her gift, she broke the bottle. Number two, she used her gift. Serving is the cost. Is the cost it costs you something. Number three, true worshipers leaves a fragrance in the air. Brothers and sisters, have we counted the cost this evening? Some of us, I believe, are still walking around and our bottle has not been broken. The seal is still on our bottle and we haven't broken the seal yet. Some of us haven't used all the oil in our bottle and our challenge this evening is to use the rest of the oil in our bottle. Some of us don't know that we have oil in our bottle and our challenge is to use that. This evening, I want to challenge you today that you've heard the word. I challenge you that if you believe the word that you've heard, to repent of your sins, to confess that great name, to be baptized if you haven't been baptized, and to be added to God's kingdom, and to remain faithful. I challenge you that if you're not a Christian, this is the word of God. If you are a Christian and you're falling away, I challenge you to come back and to confess that great name. If you need prayer tonight, I challenge you to come as we stand and as we sing. Oh, do not let the word depart and close thine eyes against the light. For sinner, harden not thy heart. Be saved, O oh, tonight. Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Will thou be saved? Will thou be saved? Then why not? Why not tonight? Tomorrow sun may never rise To bless thy long deluded side This is the time of when be wise be saved, oh, tonight. Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Will thou be saved? Will thou be saved? Then why not? Oh, why not tonight? Our Pity lingers still, and without thus his love required, renounce and wants the sovereign will be saved oh, tonight. Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Will thou be saved? Will thou be saved? Then why not? Oh, why not tonight?
tonight. The world has nothing left to give. It has no new, no pure delight. Oh, try thou life that Christians live. Be saved tonight. Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Will thou be saved? Will thou be saved? Then why not? Oh, why not tonight? Lord refuses still Who would to him their soul tonight Believe all faith the work is done Be saved oh, tonight Oh why not tonight Why not tonight why not tonight? Why not tonight? Will thou be saved? Will thou be saved? Then why not? Oh, why not tonight? Please be seated. And good evening, brethren. Would you join me in prayer, please? Our blessed, our loving Heavenly Father, you are a great God indeed. Father, it's amazing how you bless us each and every day, how you watch, us, each, watch over us each and every day, Father, how you guide us in things of righteousness. Father, you are a God who hears our prayers and you answer us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for hearing our prayers this morning on behalf of Barbara, who, who is now much better. We're thankful that Tracy is feeling better than she was this morning as well. Father, we pray for her continued healing. We're thankful that our brother Charles is, is, is recovering, Father, and doing much, much better. Father, we're thankful for the success of the mission trip in Honduras, Father. We're thankful that you kept everyone that traveled down there safe in their travels, Father. And Father, we pray that you will continue to be with them as they return home this day. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that our brother Robert Perez has, has seen the, the benefit of returning to you, Father, as, as a child of God. And we're thankful for that, Father, and we pray that we will do everything that we can as, as members of this congregation, as family in this congregation, Father, to help him continue in his walk of faith. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that we have a new sister in Christ, Renee, Father. We're thankful that she saw the need to put, you on, to put Christ Jesus on in the waters of baptism, Father, that she sees the need to worship you through him. And Father, we pray that we will do everything we can to, to help her in her walk of faith, to help her grow, to help her transition from a babe in Christ to a mature Christian. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings of gifts that you've given us. And Father, I promise to use them to your praise, to your honor, and your glory. Father, with Jesus Christ, I will go beyond and above, paying whatever the cost. And Father, may my service to you always be a pleasing aroma. Father, these things we pray and thank you for in Christ Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Our song before the communion will be Blessed Assurance. We have it. 
Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Lord of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst at my side. Angels descending, bring from above Echoes of mercy, whispers of love This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I am my Savior and happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above. Filled with His goodness, washed in His love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. You can open your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 52. We'll be picking up at verse 14. This morning we read Psalm chapter 22. And both of these two chapters in these two books are uh, condensed different prof- uh, messianic prophet prophecies. So prophecies about that, that the Messiah that's to come. And here in chapter 52, uh, we're picking up, earlier in the chapter, it talks about the exalted um, servant. But before that servant was to be exalted, he had to be, he had to suffer. There's so many different prophecies uh, that should give us confidence in God's word, God's promises, and God's... uh, gift to us and his promises for the future. I wanted to cover just a few of those uh, very briefly before we get into the reading. Uh, Throughout the Old Testament, again, there were those prophecies, and some were very specific and some were very broad. But I wanted to mention some of the specific ones. First of all, that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. That's that's a pretty specific location. And not only in Bethlehem, but in Bethlehem and Judea. 
of a virgin. He was going to be betrayed by a friend for 30 pieces of silver. He would come into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. He'd be buried with the rich. His clothes would be cast lots for. His attackers would pierce him, his hands and his feet. Even though he would be, uh, his suffering would be uh, severe, his bones would not be broken. And even though he was to be killed, his body would not undergo to decay. Again, that's a few of those very specific and then detailed prophecies about that Messiah. And again, they should give us confidence in God's word and what he's told us. And here, I wanted to read more. And when we think about Jesus, we think about the gift that we were given because of him. Uh, we're, it's good to think about the entirety of it. Him knowing what was to come when he came to this earth, leaving the glory of God for us, living on this earth uh, in this in a human body during that time, knowing that entire time that he's going to have to suffer extremely and bear the weight of the sins of entirety of mankind, previous, those before, those during, those after. So as we pick up, it, continue, it starts to talk about that suffering servant in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 14. You have to bear with me because it's a long reading, but there's so much uh, in here that tells us about what he would have to endure. Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man, and his form no more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths at him. For what, they, for what had not been told them, they shall see. What they had not heard, they shall consider. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. 
And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, you shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of the many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Again, this was hundreds of years before Jesus came. No one else in the history of mankind would be able to fulfill those specific prophecies other than Jesus. So again, let us think on these things as we have the ability to partake of the, this emblem, the, the bread, reminding us of Jesus and uh, his body. Will you bow with me? Father, we come before you again thanking you for that plan to save us from the beginning to save us from ourselves, to save us from our own sins. Thank you for sending your son, being sacrificed for us. Uh, uh, Something that we aren't able to do, Father, we are not able to, to live a life like he did, pure, sinless. So we thank you for that. Thank you for him coming and doing that and being killed and tortured in our stead so that we may have that opportunity to live with you forever. It's through Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Bow with me for the cup. Father, we come before you again thanking you for your son's sacrifice and his blood that washes away our sins, that continuously washes away our sins as long as we are in the light, Father, following you, your word, your instructions to us, your guidance, your son's example. And Father, we cannot thank you enough for that, that continual washing. Thank you for the opportunity, that gift. Thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. Through Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Get out of convenience. We have the opportunity uh, to give 
And again, this is something that uh, we as a body do, and we ask that if you're visiting, uh, this is something that we do internally, is that we support uh, the church here and the work of the church. Uh, There's so many reasons that God does what he does for us. And it's great to see on so many levels um, how that, when applied, that that helps us in every single way of our lives. And again, this is one of them, helping us uh, let go of some of the things that we hold so so dearly, so tied onto, and realizing that this is not necessary for us. And this is, again, just one of those small things. But if you bow with me as we... uh, have this opportunity to give, and as we thank God for that. Father, we come before you again, thanking you for uh, your blessings, Father. Father, you have blessed us so much uh, physically, creating this world for us, giving us the abundance of resources to utilize, and Father, uh, even uh, individually. We thank you for those things, and we pray that we use them to glorify you always. We also want to thank you for the spiritual gifts that you've given to us. And then may we also utilize those to to glorify you. May we do that in every aspect of our life, everything that we do. We point people to you, and we encourage them to, to follow you, Father. Through Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our final selection, Abide With Me.